Today's episode of the Ministry Minded Podcast is proud to be partnered with Anchor Podcasts. Anchor is the easiest way for anyone to make a podcast. If you have a latent idea that's just kind of lying around for a show you would like to record one day, I'm confident that anyone could use this platform to host, record, and distribute your podcast, turning your idea into a reality. Anchor puts everything you need to be successful all in one place. You can start a new recording right from your mobile device. They also have convenient creation tools that allow you to edit your audio files so they sound crisp and great. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, letting listeners find your show almost everywhere, including Spotify, Anchor Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several others. And best of all, it's free. There are no hosting fees or monthly subscriptions or minimum listener counts, just an easy-to-use platform to get your podcast out there at no cost to you. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ministry Minded Podcast, a show that seeks to marvel at the mercy of God that meets us in our messy ministries. I'm, of course, your host, Brad Gray, and this is episode number 31. Uh, on today's show, I'm just absolutely thrilled to be joined once again by by one of my best friends, really, Miko Seymour. Miko is a pastor in St. Petersburg, Florida, and this is his second appearance on Ministry Minded. But I think he is the perfect person to speak on the subject that we're tackling today. And that subject is busyness, especially busyness as it relates to ministry. You know, everyone today is busy. You know, that's a really common answer that's thrown around when you're asked, how are you doing? You know, uh, I'm just busy. Um, we're kind of running around with this self-imposed busyness on, our, uh, on us and kind of running around like chickens with their heads cut off somewhat and but it's really interesting I find that um, busyness has somewhat become this badge of honor that's sort of a conflicted badge of honor it, you know it's strange because you know we we complain about how busy we are and yet at the same time we also boast in how busy we are to other people so uh, I think this is a really interesting conversation to have about busyness about schedules about calendars and the like, and I think Miko is the perfect person to do that. And so, in this show, Miko and I really just endeavor to find some sort of balance and refuge and solace in the midst of our constant running. And it's not that we're trying to avoid appointments or assignments or things that we have to do, but our goal is to find value in the silence and in the stillness. And so, we talk about some really practical things. We talk about prioritizing rest, about blocking out our days, and just reminding ourselves of this really simple but I think really crucial fact, and that is we are not the Christ. You know, I think this was an extremely beneficial and practical episode uh, for me personally, and I think you'll be greatly encouraged by it. I've been influenced um, greatly by Miko's friendship, and so I'm so glad that we can share together, converse together, and learn together how we can slow down in, in a world that's speeding up. Before we begin the show, though, remember that is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The Christian Standard Bible offers up an optimal blend of accuracy and readability, which inspires lifelong discipleship and helps readers make a deeper connection with God's Word. To find out more about the Christian Standard Bible, go to csbible.com. Now, for Miko. Well, it's so good to have my friend Miko Seymour back on the podcast. How are you doing, Miko? I'm doing so good, Brad. So good. (laughs) 
It is so good to talk to you. It's been quite a while uh, since we last chatted, uh, at least in a recorded setting. Um, So let's just kind of get caught up. Tell me what's been going on for you at Pinellas and in St. Petersburg over the last couple Um, months or so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm still here in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm still, uh, you know, a pastor at Pinellas Community Church on the south side of the city. And um, we are... We are trucking, man. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on over the last, uh, let's see, over the last year. Um, just different things, di- different initiatives, and um, even change of staff and, and things like that. So uh, it's it's been a it's been a really cool season of ministry for us. We're seeing a lot of um, a lot of things that we we tried to put into motion in year one. That's just now coming into fruition. Uh, yeah. So that's been that's been really really cool, and so God kind of has us on a um, okay. Now what? You know what else? What's what's sure. next? Uh, so we're we're having fun. Um, life is is busy with all of that, um, <laughs> trying to get ahead of the game, but still feeling like we can't. You know <laughs> that kind of deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so that's what uh, that's what we have going on. I've been traveling a lot. Um, speaking uh at at different churches different staffs and things like that so uh just got a lot going on man yeah 2018 has been a really busy year i feel like for everyone for some reason um but it's exciting to see how god has been using you i've been trying to stay in touch with you and stay connected with you and it's awesome to see god using you in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. um one question i had for you is just kind of um, how you, you know, um, at the beginning of this year, um, just a quick sidebar, I, I obviously, you probably know, I um, became a full-time pastor at a church and I can just see already <laughs> in the last couple months and weeks, God growing me and stretching me and uh, in a lot of different ways. But how would you feel like you have been grown through this sort of first kind of quarter uh, of busyness in 2018? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um Honestly, I feel like God has taken me, turned me upside down, allowed everything to drop out of my pockets, flipped me back over, <laughs> and then he's putting um, new things in. Uh, so I really mm. feel like I'm in this um, in this season of I'm learning to do ministry in a different way. Um, I, I feel like a grown-up almost, <laughs> um, <laughs> where you know I, I feel like I've, I've somewhat been a child uh, in ministry over the last several years, and now I'm just like I just had a birthday, and now I'm I'm really starting to mature a little bit, and uh, I know that's a that's that's real kind of artsy or, or or a little vague, but it really does feel like the Lord is saying, okay. Now that you've gone through, you know, your, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, but your 20s, <laughs> you know, um, now I want you to settle down. And, and I feel like um, as he's kind of uh, dropped everything out of my pockets and now he's placing different things in, I'm starting to pick up on um, some more mature lessons. And so mm. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at um, literature or books um, that kind of meet me where I'm at now. Uh, things that um, things like discipling people in a uh, more concrete way where you know the output of that is an effect on on my city I think we talked about this a little bit the first time that I was on 
Um, but I'm learning to do that in a new way. I'm learning to um, trust the Lord in a new way. Um, trust the Lord with the things that um, I, I may be uncomfortable with. When He shakes things up, you know, you you get so <laughs> comfortable with the the routine, and so then He goes and shakes things up, and you kind of if, if if anyone has my personality or like me or is like me, I really tend to stress out or freak out when things change. Uh, and in this season, I'm really learning to just trust the Lord um, and lean into him and just go slow with everything as he um, as he changes things up. Mm. That's that's so good. I liked, you know, you lean into Jesus in the slowness and uh, yeah. that's hard to do sometimes. Uh, you know, we don't always in, in our kind of, you know, modern culture, so to speak, we, we are so fast paced and. Uh, it's easy to get caught in that, you know, that I think we were talking about beforehand that what net that what's next sort of mentality, yeah. but the Lord has a way of slowing us down. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting because, um, a lot of, and, and I think, uh, you know, the listeners can kind of relate to this. Oftentimes we walk into a season and we have it all planned out, we think, and, hmm. um, things happen and, you know, and, and it doesn't even have to be, doesn't have to be a bad thing that happens. It's just, you know, that, that turn that you were expecting, you know, it did not happen that way. And, mm. um, and so you're still kind of just going straight and, um, you, you kind of learn to, um, hold the hand of Jesus through it and mm. say to him, okay, I see that you're leading me. It's what I've been praying for all along. So I'm just going to let you lead and I'm going to pick up on all of the lessons that I'm supposed to in this season. And so that's been really, really comforting for me because I am somewhat of a type A personality. I like to grab things. I like to, you know, let's let's go, 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 go. Um, but in that, um, I have found that sometimes I can run myself ragged. And in this season, I feel like though I can't seem to, we were saying this earlier, I can't seem to get a hold of my calendar. It's actually running me throughout it. I have these moments with Jesus knowing that, okay, I am following him. The things that I am doing right now are what he's wanting me to do. And he will sustain me uh, through yeah. everything that I have going on. And it's an, it's a, it's a difficult lesson at times because, yeah. um, you know, sometimes that comfort is not a tangible comfort. Um, no. That comfort is something that uh, you you, you kind of have to just trust it, trust that it's there, trust that it will be there. Um, and there are moments where you kind of revert back to kind of the old ways, right? Yeah. Um, kind of your your um, your twenties, you know, revert back to that <laughs> um, that idea, but. At the end of the day, uh, if you're trusting Jesus fully in all areas, including, you know, your occupation, for me, that's in um, that's in full time ministry. God will um, he will bring about that rest that you're looking for. He will remind you that I'm with you always. He will remind you that uh, the journey that you're on right now um, is the journey that I have for you in this season. And there will be things that come that will come up that may um, that may stress you out or may um, kick you off of, you know, what you think the plan is. But throughout all of that, I am 
I am with you. Right. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And it sounds like even as we were talking before we started recording, it sounds like the, the, our topic that we want to kind of tackle and cover is so relevant to where we are, but I think also where a lot of other people are right now. And just for whatever reason, I have just felt this, um, sort of, uh, sort of, overwhelming sense of busyness even and I, I even thought that this year was going to be a little bit slower than last year but that was very naive of me to think <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, because it seems like it's been a lot busier than last year um mm-hmm. but um and I, I say this because I say it's relevant because actually um I'll just share this quick little story it's because you know we had kind of settled on this topic a couple of weeks ago but yeah. in fact in the last couple of days I have been super, um, just very extremely busy with stuff that I did not plan for, which is usually how it happens. <laughs> and I remember just thinking in the last couple of days that uh, nothing went according to my plan. And that mm. thought just stuck with me because it was, again, my plan that got shaken up. Uh, yeah. And obviously, that's what happens usually when we find ourselves relying on our plans is the fact that we're not relying on Jesus's plans. And he will obviously come in and remind us whose plan we're, we should be living on. <laughs> um, yeah. which I just think is interesting. Um, but how, how would you say that, uh, that Miko, you kind of have been able to, or are you learning to balance workloads, you know, between being a husband and a pastor mm-hmm. and, you know, um, one thing I've found as being a pastor in the last couple of weeks is uh, it's easy, and maybe you can speak to this, it's easy to get caught up in the minutia. Not yeah. that the minutia doesn't matter, um, but it's really easy to get caught in that uh, at times. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, you know, it's it's really, really interesting because they're in, in full-time pastoral ministry. There seems to be... Everything blows up at the same time. Um, There are all of these little things that seem to pop up and they're screaming your name and um, your, your head is saying that you need to grab a hold of every single thing that's, that's screaming your name. But in reality, that's not possible. Mm. And um, one of the things that I have learned and maybe I'm still learning is the idea that um, I am not the Christ. And, um, <laughs> and, and so with that, I cannot tackle everything. I cannot solve every you know, will really anything, um, without Jesus. And, um, that really kind of guides me, uh, throughout my day and what I pick mm. up or what I put down. So in, to answer your question, it really just comes down to, um, uh, prioritizing life, right? Mm. Um, really having a good perspective of where ministry um, exists uh, in your, in your life. Right. So God, family, Mm -hmm. uh, ministry. And uh, if you're living that out in a balanced way, you actually uh, can make decisions uh, based on that. And you know, okay, that's something that I, you know, if if there's an event, an invite to an event, um, but you understand that your family is, you know, struggling to see you, uh, on a day-to-day basis, uh, then when you've prioritized God, family, ministry, then you know, you know, I, I, I need to decline that invitation, uh, because mm. my family, my family hasn't seen me or 
you know, maybe you've, you've had a lot of family time and a lot of ministry time, but you feel in yourself that you're now becoming empty. Nothing's being poured back into you. Well, that means something's out of whack with God, right? And so yes. that those devotion times and, and just times where you're just, it's you and God needs to pick up because you've prioritized God, family, ministry. Um, mm. And so I, I try really hard to, to live that life out. You know, even even in my calendar, um, that's reflected where I, I, I have these priorities in my life and um, everything's color co- coordinated or color coded hmm. on my on my calendar uh, in regards to those priorities. And sometimes, you know, I, I won't sit here and, and pretend that I'm, I'm perfect at this. Uh, <laughs> sometimes things do kind of get out of control and I have to kind of step back and and say, OK, I, I really need to get control of whatever it is that's going on. In fact, just uh, let's see, I think it was last weekend. Uh, I actually took a look at my calendar. I was actually afraid to look at my calendar <laughs> because I, I just felt like I just had all of this stuff going on. And, and I just didn't want to open my calendar because I, I thought maybe I'd have a panic attack. And, and so even that was a signal that, you know, my life is not balanced. And so when I did, I realized that I had a weekend coming up and um, I, I needed to kind of just block everything out. So what I did was I, I jumped on the calendar and I literally put in blocked. I wrote blocked on Friday and Saturday. I mm. wasn't taking any appointments. I wasn't going anywhere. Um, I wasn't doing, you know, any kind of work or anything like that. Um, I was just going to rest. And that was something that um, that I hadn't been doing. And uh, it, it really mm. just came down to me saying, okay, I'm going to prioritize myself because if I don't, I literally will have nothing um, to pour out to people on Sunday, the big day, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, um, so that's one of the ways that, um, that I've really kind of been walking through that. Another, another thing, uh, just to, to kind of add to that is being honest with people. Um, Mm. you know, I do a lot of counseling sessions, uh, premarital, marital, uh, uh, you know, work related counseling and, and things like that. But, um, my calendar can fill up really, really quickly. And so I have realized that if that happens, if I go through a week where I have, you know, eight to 10 counseling sessions between, you know, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, eight to 10 counseling sessions, and I've not taken a break, um, then I am no good to anybody, you know, like <laughs> my wife does not want to talk to me that week. And so, uh, what I, what I have to do when people come up to me and say, Hey, I can't seem to find a space on your calendar to, to book a, a, a session. I say to them, you know, um, I've blocked that time out because I need to take, I need to rest. Um, I actually have in June, I'm blocking all of my time. I, no one is going to be able to, to schedule an appointment with me. And I actually had someone come up to me on Sunday asking me about that. And I said, um, I, I feel a little burnt out. And so I am needing to take a month off from, from counseling sessions. And, um, you know, this person understood, but I can tell that they were uh, deeply disappointed. And the way my heart works is if I see that in a person, then I'm, I'm willing to kind of, um, kind of give in and say, okay, well, you know, let me see what I can, what I can work out. It's really hard for me. 
And so what I had to do was kind of stick to my guns and say, you know what, this actually is going to be better for you even, uh, because when I come out on the other side of this, I will be in a, in a healthier place to be able to support you, uh, in the areas that you, you actually need support. So I think being honest with people about Mm. where you are at, um, the rest that you need is vitally, vitally important. And yeah, there are going to be people who, who may be upset, you know, with you about certain things, um, regarding this. But again, you are prioritizing, you're prioritizing yourself and it actually helps, uh, it helps them, uh, in the long run. Yeah, sure. And I, I I do want to talk about prioritizing really quick because that is really important. But before we do, I just want to jump back because you, um, well, well, this is kind of leans into prioritizing because you were saying that your schedule is basically, you know, well, your I, sh- I should say your life is basically uh, run by this, you know, this tears of God family ministry. Now yeah. we are both ministers in the vocational sense, and the in you know in that that's our job, that's what we're doing for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So for someone who is not in that position, h- how would you sort of explain to them the difference between? Um, having God in tier one in ministry in tier three and how they're different. Um, because, you know, some people might say mm. um, that might not understand the difference um, or understand why you put them in two separate categories. Um, mm. How how would you kind of delineate that for someone? Yeah. You, you know, um, even for me though, uh, it's when I say ministry as tier three, it's not even necessarily my my vocation. Uh, oh. It is the act of going out and preaching the gospel, which Christ commands us to do, not just in vocation, right? Yes. So my so tier one, God, that is my personal relationship with God. That is the day to day walking out my salvation with the Lord. Um, and having relationship with him. He desires that. He desires to have relationship with us. And so that's what I'm talking about with tier one. Without tier one, everything falls falls apart. Uh, tier two, obviously family, whatever that may look like that, you know, whether you're married or not, or, you know, um, if, if, you're, if you're single, if you're still at home, family is, is family. But three, um, tier three being ministry, it's the act of... Um, uh, I think whatever ministry looks like for for the person. So th- that could be um, that could be volunteering at a church. That could be going to small group and just participating in a small group. That could be um, you know going to work and uh, maybe you have a job and kind of a, a secular job and um, there's you know a, a, a cube. <laughs> neighbor, you know, like that you, you just really want to, to introduce them to Jesus and, 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 and be in relationship with them, uh, in that aspect of them finding the Lord. And, you know, you spend a lot of time maybe hanging out with that person or after work, you go to dinner just to, just to kind of foster a good relationship and talk to them about God and things like that. That's ministry too. Um, uh, being a good neighbor, right? Being a good yeah. citizen in your locality. That's, that's, those are still, those, those are, uh, that's ministry to me. Um, and so sometimes 
tier three, whatever that looks like for you. Um, if we want to go back to, you know, that, that cube mate, uh, at work that you've been trying to, uh, again, I'm doing air quotes, win for Jesus. Um, <laughs> you know, there may be some, there may be a time where, you know, if you're married, your wife is saying, Hey, you've not been home, um, before, you know, 7 PM this week, you know, during the week. And, you're thinking, oh man, I really need to go and hang out with this person because I'm trying to win them for Christ. Well, you know, if there's an issue at home, if your wife is not seeing you, your family's not seeing you, then you may need to go ahead and postpone, you know, going to dinner, hanging out, uh, hanging out with that person. So when I say ministry, I'm not just talking about a vocational sense of ministry. I'm talking about the act of, um, preaching the gospel to everybody, um, through, uh, through everything that you're doing, doing yeah. with your life. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. And I totally get that too, because it's yeah. so easy to um, just say yes to everything. And, yeah. and whenever you're approached by something or given something, and uh, it's easy to, you know, look up and realize, you know, I haven't seen my family in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important to prioritize because something that I've been um, learning ever since last year and even into this year as I've gone into full-time vocational ministry is the fact that my primary ministry besides being a minister to a church is the minister of my home. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm a pastor to them first and Mm -hmm. realizing that helps you put a lot of things into perspective. Um, And I think that's important to come to the realization of, and and it's not always, uh, I would say in your face um, that you're supposed that you realize that it's more just you kind of gradually uh, pick up on that. I think. Yep. Um, yep. But going back to sort of the prioritizing, uh, because I think it's really important, um, and I liked that you were talking about how you actually made a point to schedule rest and schedule recovery. Yeah. Um, what's some? What are some like practical? criteria and uh for prioritizing you know something that you're um doing pastorally or something that you're doing personally what are are some things that you could maybe help someone who's in another busy uh season of of life themselves sure so this is something that um i say all the time the vision for my life determines the parameters that i live by so the first thing the first thing is what's the vision for your life why do you exist why are you doing the things that you do um once you have that figured out, then all of the decisions that you have to make, uh, all of the things that maybe you attend or not attend, that all flows out of out of that vision. And so, um, you know, me being a full time pastor here in St. Petersburg, um, there are just some things that I have to do. <clears throat> there are some things because of my role, um, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, counseling that goes on in my role. There's a lot of meetings with volunteers, volunteer leaders, and things like that um, that I that I have to do, and um, those become priority because of the nature of of the job, right? Yeah. And um, outside of that, however, there's also a drive in me to um, to travel, to be out in nature. Um, I, I, I really reconnect with the Lord out in nature, um, specifically at the beach. Uh, so definitely not hiking through mountains and things like that, but at the <laughs> beach is where I connect with, with Jesus. And, uh, and because I know that about myself and, and I know I'm, I'm being a little silly here, but because I know that about myself, 
Um, you know, there are times, uh, for example, my, my off day is, is Friday. And so there are times where maybe I will, I will schedule in, I'm going to take a drive on the beach, you know, um, for, for 15 minutes, or maybe I will go and spend, uh, a couple of hours out on the beach or kayaking or, you know, something, uh, that I know is going to rejuvenate me, get me ready for the big weekend or get me ready for the week. Um, after that. So again, the vision for my life determines the parameters that, that I live by. If I want to make sure that I'm healthy and whole, then I cannot stack my, my calendar with, uh, with things that I'm just pouring out in those moments. I'm constantly pouring out. I have to, uh, have to schedule time where I am, um, receiving, where I am being, uh, ministered to by the Lord, uh, where I'm doing things for my health. Uh, where I am spending time with family, uh, with my with my wife, because that rejuvenates me. And when I'm just watching really good movies, you know, like that stuff <laughs> rejuvenates me. So because I know that about myself, my calendar then uh, my calendar reflects that. Mm. Well, I yeah. like I like that saying that the vision of your life determines the parameters you live by, and that'll mm-hmm. really uh, that kind of is a good grid for which you can put a lot of things through. Um, but I think it also yeah. would help you because, well, uh, you know, like I said, I think earlier, um, last uh, end of last week was um, really busy for me with things that I didn't plan for, which is usually the case. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how, as someone who uh, has said that you live by a calendar, <laughs> how would you say mm-hmm. that you, um, how would you say that you kind of get yourself back on track, so to speak, when unexpected <laughs> kind of come in and shake up your schedule? <laughs> yeah, I laugh because it's almost a story of my life. Um, <laughs> so i i use I use a digital calendar. I don't uh, do paper calendar for this specific reason. The a digital calendar will allow me to move what I call blocks of time. So I know at any given time, I'm in a very specific block. Now that block may not have the specific thing that I'm, that I'm doing. So for example, maybe on Tuesdays from 1 PM until 3 PM, I have a meeting block, right? Now it doesn't necessarily say it, it won't necessarily say which meetings and with who, because some of that stuff changes, uh, every week. But I know for those two hours, I'm in a meeting block. If something pops up that is just totally random and it's something that I need to handle, I go ahead and I handle that um, knowing that I'm still in my meeting block. So as, as best I can, I'll go ahead and handle that thing. Then I will jump back. When I, when I get back to my desk, I'll jump back on my calendar, look to see how much more time I have left in that given block. Um, if I have space, then I will, um, I will make that block a little bit longer to make up for the time that I just lost handling the fire that just happened. Mm. So I think in my, in my calendar, the way that my brain works, I'm always in some sort of block. Um, this allows me to not be so rigid, uh, because when you, when you're operating a rigid calendar, you will find yourself, um, kind of off of your calendar by 9.05 a.m. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're already late. Um, <laughs> but if, if you have a fluid calendar using a block system where you're saying, okay, from 
9 a.m. until 10 a.m., I'm doing this. And then from um, 10.15 until 11.15, I'm doing this. Uh, then I think you give yourself a little, a little space. Now, if you just notice, I said 9 a.m. to 10 and then 10.15 to 11.15. I actually include buffer times of 15 minutes in between my blocks. So again, should a meeting go a little late or maybe I'm stuck in traffic, I gave myself a 15-minute buffer in between my blocks. So by the end of the day, if, I, if I'm finding myself kind of um, uh, kind of off schedule, usually by the end of the day, I've recouped some of that time because I, I had those 15-minute uh, buffers uh, between my blocks. So it actually, it continues that idea of um, my, my calendar is not rigid. It's very fluid and I can move things around uh, if I need to. So that's why I use a, a, uh, a digital, uh, a digital calendar to do that. It, it really helps. Uh, it also helps me. Uh, I share my calendar with my, with my wife and with my staff. Uh, so everyone is kind of, um, updated as to what's going on and, and, um, and, and where I'm at. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, totally, totally. It, does. it does. And I think, and I um, think um, allowing, allowing it to, it to you know, we have to allow ourselves to be fluid. And my dad has, a, has a, my dad used to say, uh, he would add, you know, another beatitude, and he would say, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be yeah. bent out of shape. <laughs> and I think right. that's really true when it comes to ministry, um, because even I have learned this in my short uh, experience in full-time ministries, the fact that um, there's a lot of times um well, I'll, I'll just kind of say it this way, that there's sometimes things come up in my day that are opportunities for more yeah. ministry that I didn't plan on. Or there's, yes, there are some times where there's actually obstacles um, to what I want to get done, or there's just some things that I, in which I'm le- trying to learn the art of saying no, uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. which is something that I think any person in ministry, and especially as a minister, like yourself and uh, who wears a lot of hats um, at the church. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how would you say that you kind of define or how would you kind of delineate between maybe perhaps an obstacle and an opportunity when it comes to uh, ministerial busyness, so to speak? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, so again, it goes back to the vision for my life determines the parameters that I live by mm-hmm. or uh, the vision for my role. What's the vision that your senior pastor, lead pastor, or boss, you know, maybe you're outside of ministry, uh, has for your specific role. Once you know that, once you know what the expected outcomes are for your role, then it actually helps you to navigate between the, between, uh, whether something is an obstacle or something is an opportunity. Saying no is actually easier when you understand fully your role and what positive outcomes are for your role. Yes. So um, there may be some opportunities that come up that seem, you know, they are good things and maybe they are just not for someone in, um, in your role. Maybe, maybe something that comes along is better for you, Brad, uh, versus something that I should be stepping into because of, because of my role. Um, I have found I have found that um, if an opportunity shows up, it is uh, 
really good for me to sift that opportunity through. Um, it, let, let's say it's 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 something for for my church uh, or for for the ministry. Sift it through. Okay, if I'm a community life pastor, if I handle discipleship and volunteers and systems and things like that at my church, does this fit that ministry profile? Uh. If it doesn't, then I need to be um, willing to either say no or pass that along to someone else on my team. It may be kind of a a um, a gut check for me, you know. It may be a loss for me, kind of on a on a flesh level, uh, because it may be something that I would love to be a part of. Uh, but does that get me from A to B in a healthy in a healthy way. And so I, I typically will sift things uh, through that thought process. And then I come out on the other side, realizing a, this is, you know, if we want to go back to kind of the beginning of, of our time this evening, um, you know, when I'm talking about understanding that I'm, I'm holding hands with Jesus and he's leading me when I am when I'm sifting those opportunities through and I have to come to the conclusion that that thing was not for me, it's yet another reminder that Jesus is actually thinking about my calendar. He's actually thinking about my rest. Uh, he's actually helping me to navigate this journey where if left alone, I'm saying yes to everything because <laughs> I want to be able to do everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that, that's, that's not, um, that's not what he wants for me. So no. I, my suggestion really is, and, and this is kind of what I, I, um, I live by is, you know, sift everything through whatever the vision, whatever the vision is. I mean, you can apply this to even family life, right? Um, you know, our, our, our mission, uh, and my home is love God, love each other and love his people. And, you know, should something come up where we're not hitting those three things, then that's probably something that we don't, we don't really need to do. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's, it's taking us away from the mission of the family. Same thing, you know, even in the church, uh, is this helping us to achieve the, the mission and vision of, of the ministry? You can apply this in so many different formats. And I think if you can make this, this idea of, um, the vision determines everything. If you can make that more concrete in your mind, then, or if we can make it more concrete in our mind, then our decision making would be a, a lot easier. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to feel pain points when you have to turn something down or, you know, if, you know, someone may still be upset with you because you, you had to say, no, you can't attend that baby shower or you can't, go to that party or you can't, you know, people will still be upset with you. But again, I think you come out on the better side for, for not only yourself, but for them, uh, for them in the future. And then finally this, Brad, I think um, there are going to be these opportunities that come, come your way. And they are, they actually are opportunities. You have lined them up according to the vision, the vision and the mission that you have. Uh, for your life or for the family or for uh, your ministry. And you say, you know what, that actually lines up and that gets me from point A to point B. And so I'm going to go ahead and take that. Let me jump on my calendar and see where that fits best. Hmm. 
No, I think yeah. that's really good. I like it that I like too that you're saying that you can apply this grid to even your family life, which is important too. But yeah. also, what you were saying kind of reminded me, you know, just like you, if I were left to my own devices, I would want to, you know, I think uh, Zach Aswine talks about this in his book, The Imperfect Pastor, which I'm 100% going to put in the show notes, where he talks yeah. about, you know, we all, the, the pastor sometimes gets in that mode of he wants to be everywhere and be everything for all mm -hmm. people at all times, at all places, which is not really yeah. his job. <laughs> and I think yeah. sometimes God has to remind us that he's God and we're not, which is a really simple thing right. to say, but it's sometimes right. hard to learn. Um, and I, and I, I had to look it up because it made me think of this quote from his book. So this is from Imperfect Pastor. And he says on page 138, by all our ministry activity, to mistakenly be like God, we've actually made it hard for people to see or hear him. And I think a lot of yeah. times that's what can happen is when we try and press and get, we can get so busy and, you know, as you've said, living by our schedules in a rigid form, then we can actually push people away from seeing yeah. Jesus himself, which is yeah. sad because that's the whole point of ministry anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I, it's interesting too, you know, when I said earlier, I am not, I'm not the Christ. That's actually from, from the same book. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I say it very often in, in all sorts of things. And even in counseling, you know, I, I remind myself, okay, Nico, you are not the Christ. You're not Jesus. You're just here to help coach. You're not here to solve. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I say it all the time. And the reason I bring that up is because we are not God, um, if we're if if we're not careful, Brad, I think we can actually dismiss moments where God is literally bringing us into alignment with His will and His purpose for our lives, yeah. and the will and and His will and His purpose for someone else's life. Yeah. When they intersect, there's a divine moment that happens, um, and and sometimes these moments happen out of um, out of happenstance or, or seemingly happenstance. Um, they happen when we are, um, when we have a healthy schedule, mm. uh, when we're not so rigid, when we have given space for, um, for God to kind of bring us to an intersection, uh, where we can affect people, where, where, where we can affect a locality. Um, but that can only really happen when we have found ourselves to be in a balanced life, when we have found our calendars to be balanced. Uh, and when we found when we find ourselves to uh, to to seemingly give space uh, for um, kind of for the divine to happen, for for <laughs> God to just use us. Right. I mean, that's what we pray yeah. right in the morning. Yeah. That's, that's what we're praying. God, God, use me. And I, I feel like God sometimes is saying, I do want to use you, but I don't know where you want me to use you in your calendar. <laughs> you know, you didn't block your face out for me. And um and, and, and I hear that sometimes too, you know, uh, where I have to kind of go back to my calendar and say, okay, there is no space for him to move here. I've created my day. I have not allowed <laughs> God himself to create my day. Mm. Oh, I like that. Allow God to create your day. That's good. Um, because mm -hmm. uh, as we've kind of been talking, um, you know, about routines and schedules and daily habits, it's it we can kind of put things on there first uh, that uh, that we want to accomplish or whatever. But what are some perhaps um, 
like non-negotiables that you always will have on your kind of daily pastoral routine or even your personal routine? What are some things yeah. that you uh, always are hundred percent sure to get in there? Yeah. Um, one of those things is obviously, you know, uh, spend time with the Lord. And I try to do that in the morning. That's just the time that works best for me. Um, uh, it's before my wife wakes up and um, it's right after I feed my cat who can be very vocal if she doesn't eat. Uh, and so I, so I spend time, I spend time with the Lord and uh, pray and read, uh, read his word. Uh, during that time, I'm not reading any kind of book or anything like that. It's just he and I, it's his word. Um, that kind of thing. That's a, that's a non-negotiable. Um, another one is to actually jump into a book. Um, at any given time, I'm reading three books. Uh, one, uh, for my own personal, you know, I just want to read, uh, another would be for, uh, ministry, uh, you know, getting ideas, that kind of thing. And then the other one is just leadership development. And so at any given time, I'm reading three books. Um, so again, this is still in the morning. Um, I will jump into a book, um, and, uh, kind of glean from whatever the book is that I'm, that I'm, that I'm reading. That's a non-negotiable. So I'm always reading that every single day there's, I'm, I'm reading something. Um, another one, um, that's kind of non-negotiable is a, what I call a, uh, a calendar check-in, uh, that is before I, I really do anything. And this really starts the night before, before I go to bed, I am combing through my calendar for the next day refining it making sure it looks good um something that i can i can um really kind of achieve in a, in a healthy way and so in the morning then when i'm doing the check-in i'm reminding myself what i have coming up um for the day and then if i if i'm feeling something outside of you know my prayer time with the lord or you know maybe something i i just read in in the book that i'm that i that i was reading and I feel like, you know what, I can maybe apply something that the Lord is speaking to me today. Then I'll go in and make some last minute edits uh, on that calendar. So, again, daily uh, daily non-negotiables are um, spending time with the Lord, uh, reading a couple of chapters in the books that I'm reading. And then that that calendar, that calendar check in. Uh, and then I, you know, I don't know if you, you want to talk about this, but um Typically, I am um, I I am working out three days a week, uh, doing some fitness stuff, some, some strength training uh, three days a week, and then on the off days, I'm doing uh, some some stretches uh, for my body, and so um, those are also uh, non-negotiables depending on depending on the day. Yeah, no, I definitely want to do, talk about that because um, I think it is important to realize that our physical health plays right into our spiritual health. And I think it, to ignore that is to just kind of be ignorant of the connection there. Um, so what would you say on how would you say are some ways that your you, your physical health plays into your, you know, your spiritual vitality and, your, and um, helps you be able to maybe even be busier than you would normally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I started this journey, um, October, 2016, I decided to stop, to stop eating fast food. Uh, if you know me, I am like a McDonald's. I don't know. I should own stock or something in <laughs> McDonald's, but 
Like I love them. I've loved McDonald's since I was a little kid. I'm very loyal to McDonald's. Um, and so, um, by the way, this podcast is not sponsored by <laughs> them. So, uh, yeah. So, um, but I realized that, uh, you know, eating fast food because of my busyness, it was always just so convenient. Right. Uh, but then when you, when you looked at, um, when you took a look at like your bank account and, and you started to see how much money was going to just these kind of unhealthy meals, um, I, I, I really kind of got concerned. Um, I noticed that I was a little bit more lethargic whenever I had fast food and, and things like that, just different bo- body things that, that were going on. And so in October 2016, I, I decided not to uh, eat any fast food um, again. And so I haven't since then. And, um, at that time, I, uh, about almost a year later in October, 2017, um, I decided, okay, I really want to start, um, working out with a personal trainer. And so it's a little bit of an investment. Uh, but it's, it's kind of been, if I'm being honest, it's kind of been, um, one of the best investments, um, I've, I've made in my life really because um my personal trainer is he's he's amazing um not only is he walking me through each workout but i'm learning the science behind it all i'm learning more about the the um the uh, the physicality of my body um and in that just blown away not to get all cheesy but just blown away at you know how god created this crazy intricate you know like <laughs> Um, human body it's just it's so it's so strange but so beautiful at the same time and and so I, I get to work out with my personal trainer um, twice a week uh, with him and then I do some things uh, by myself on my third day but um, I have found that with both the letting go of fast food working with a personal trainer um, I found myself to be more confident uh, in me um, I am walking a little bit taller, uh, not because of anything, not because of any kind of looks or, you know what I mean? Um, hmm. but because I feel like I am doing this for me. I'm not doing it for anybody else. You know, sometimes I get the question, well, what are your, what are your goals? You know, when it comes to, to working out, what, what's your max weight, you know, that you'd like to lift and things like that. And really my, my answer is simply this. I just, I want to be as healthy as I possibly can, um, for the longevity of my life, for the longevity of doing ministry at the, at the rapid pace that I am called, that I, that I've been doing ministry and being able to, uh, kind of be in a healthy place, you know, by working out and, and eating really healthy, um, uh, we try to do, you know, we try to do real or organic type foods and things like that. Um, I, I have found that um, I'm kind of up for the challenge. You know, <laughs> I, I wake up at four, I wake up at 430 in the morning, you know, <laughs> I go to bed at uh, about nine, 930. And so um, you, you kind of have to, um, you have to feed, feed the body in a way that it can sustain that kind of schedule. And so eating well, getting enough sleep, working out, learning the, uh, the physical aspect of your body um, can really help you um, with the longevity of ministry. Yes. I've also found, this has been really cool, I've also found that um, 
when you, and you can apply this with anything, I think, but when you have stepped into the realm of uh, your physical health, working out and, and things like that, you actually, you start to view life differently. Um, you start to understand, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm still young, but you, you start to understand mortality a little bit differently because you can't breathe um, by the end of your workouts and uh, you realize, oh, my lungs don't work like I thought they would work, you know, and, and things like that. And um, you start to appreciate kind of the time um, that God has given you on the planet. And you want to do your best with that time. So you eat healthier. You, you, um, you, you work out, you, you try to get your body, you know, I, I talked about stretching and things like that. You try to get your body to a state where it can handle all of the rigors that you're putting, um, that you're putting it through, uh, because God has given you this one life, you know, and, uh, I, I, I believe for myself that he's called me, um, to do some, some, pretty big things in my locality. And I want to be around, um, to be able to do that. And I think, um, I think there's a spiritual aspect to taking care, taking care of yourself. So I build all this into my, uh, into my, uh, my calendar and my routine as well. Mm. Well, I think that's really true. Cause even in my own personal experience, when I've I, I've been uh, more active lately. I, you know, I were, well, I've been recovering from an ACL tear, but besides that, you know, I've been uh, trying to be more active just because I, I've, it's so, sounds so simple, but it's so true. The fact that when you find out that you haven't gone to the gym one time or done anything active like that in a whole week, you can really realize that's, you can kind of realize that's kind of helped <laughs> helped make it a bad one in a lot of ways. Um, at least for me, I can say that uh, personally. Um, but really, uh, one other really quick thing is the fact that, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I've, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but uh, I found myself um, in some busy, really busy seasons. And I know everyone says they're in a busy season, but uh, busy seasons to where I'm getting really stressed out. And one of the first signs I see of that is my, my, my left eye starts to twitch. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've been in some of those seasons where the eye twitch happens. And then I know that that's one of the first signs I know that I'm bearing a lot of stuff on yeah. my shoulders, on my mind. And um, what are some, I know for me, I'll just share this. One of the practical things that I can do besides you know, the theological of just giving it up to God. But the practical thing that I can do is writing out things Mm -hmm. that I know I need to accomplish instead of trying to keep them all in my head, Mm -hmm. which is a silly thing to do anyways. But what are some practical helps you can give to someone who is perhaps in a really stressful, busy season that, that, that wants to kind of get out of it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like you, I, I, I write that stuff down, write it out. But I also I jump into counselor mode to myself um, mm-hmm. and I ask the question, who told you that you need to be this busy to matter? And that's a really big deal for me. I don't, I don't know if um, if you kind of deal with this, Brad, or, or maybe there there's a listener out there who deals with this. But I have found um, that sometimes we take pride in being busy. 
mm-hmm. because it almost comes across as we're we're doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. we're killing it. You know, yeah. we're um, we're, um, we're we've just got a lot going on, and so it's just cool. And man, I'm busy, and man, life is you know that that whole vibe. And um, I can sometimes slip into that when I'm feeling insecure about um, my role. Yeah. Uh, when I see, when I look, you know, on social media and see what all these other guys are doing and, and all that stuff. And I'm just looking at my calendar and I'm like, man, I'm not doing anything. And so I try to stack it, uh, because I want to seem like I'm doing something. So I, I will literally sit myself down and say, who told you that you need to be busy to matter? You know, if I have a week where I just have one counseling session, you know, that matters. That that's a big deal. I don't need to stack eight to 10 counseling sessions to, to, to have an effect. Right. Um, and so sitting down and really kind of working out the motives behind things, Mm. um, has really, really helped me. I will ask myself, um, this question, uh, as well, uh, who told you, I'll say to myself, well, Miko, who told you that you needed to say yes? And why did you say yes? And find ways to step out of it if I can't answer that question in a healthy way. And um, and again, it goes back to, yes, there are going to be people who are upset with you and, and things like that. But you still have to be you still have to be healthy. So like you, I'll write it down. I will also ask myself those questions. Um, and then finally, um, you know, I have guys in my life that I can kind of uh turn to and they're praying for me and they're holding me accountable to what I want in life. And, uh, sometimes they will see things from me, um, or maybe they've not heard from me, which is an indication that, um, I've been too busy and, um, they will reach out and say, okay, you need to slow down and you need to call me. Um, my wife here recently, um, a couple of weeks ago, she sat me down and she, she said, um, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. And that was a, um, she, that's rare for her. Um, my wife is kind of, um, she kind of just goes with the flow. Uh, but at, at that juncture, you know, she was realizing there was an unhealthy, um, an unhealthy energy kind of, um, in my calendar. And, and so she sat me down and said, Hey, um, what's going on here? You, there, there's too much. You know what I'm saying? And so you, I, I feel like you kind of need those people who will um, sound the alarm uh, when they see that things are just in an, in an unhealthy way. And then when, when they do, I think it's highly appropriate for you to stop and pause and take stock of everything that's going on. And then, not to sound like a broken record, sift everything back, everything back through the vision is what I'm doing right now, helping to achieve the mission and, and, and vision. Well, it, isn't it good that we have uh, wives that tell us when we're when we're getting too busy? <laughs> I mean, I, my my wife has done the same thing uh, as I think I've shared with you before. I have the tendency to spread myself a little thin, and you know, there was a time when I was writing for a lot of different online ministries, and, and she had to sit me down and and ask the hard questions like, really, why are you why are you pursuing this this other 
offshoot ministry? Why, why are you why are you writing for these people? What's the reasoning behind it? And it's it's asking those same sort of questions that you asked yourself. And I think it's so easy to uh, it, it is so easy to take pride in our busyness, like you said, and find our identity there. And I actually just wrote uh, something about that recently. And it it's it's so prevalent to me, and it's so it resonates with me a lot because I see the own tendencies and my own heart in life to to do that. You know, oh man, I'm not I'm not getting the, the the speaking engagements that my other friends are. I need to I need to make sure I'm I'm getting those. Well, it, it kind of goes back to what you've been saying, and it, it's been hitting me lately too. With being a full time minister, is is we all oftentimes look elsewhere instead of kind of the locality God has given us. And instead we just need to, the, the old colloquial saying is bloom where you're planted. And yeah, that might sound trite, but yeah, just bloom where you are and take care of the, the, the people that are around you. Um, it, even if you're not getting the speaking engagements, which those aren't going to be fulfilling anyways. So um, yeah, that's right. kind of what I've been right. learning. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, I, I kind of woke up, uh, I, I think it was yesterday or sometime last week with the thought, you know, I've heard this saying, the grass is greener where you water it. And, you know, a lot of times we're, we're just looking at all of this other stuff that people are doing and we're saying, okay, well, if I could just get to that level or if I could just get to that church or if I could just get that job, you know, things would be so much better. And And really, I think it's just a matter of us, you know, being planted blooming there and um and feeding that ground you know that we that we walk on and really doing pouring in 100% of ourselves into the locality into and when i say locality that could be you know your your city you know i i love st pete i i talk about it all the time um that could be your church that could be small group that could be work that you know any whatever whatever that 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 places that you're just feeling that draw um i think pour 100% of yourself into that and when you do um when you're doing that you'll actually realize that all of the other things that you think you need to aspire to kind of fades away because the locality has become so important to you it's become such a priority to you that it's not it's not busy doing what it is that you're having to do in that locality. It's actually fulfilling because it's driving towards that mission and vision that you have. At the end of the day, when you lay your head down on the pillow, there's a sigh of, wow, I can't believe I get to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. really good. It's, uh, and as we kind of wrap up here, uh, kind of close yeah. this out, um, what are maybe some, either some Bible references or maybe even some, just other, some uh, other resources you might recommend to help navigate sort of ministerial busyness? Yeah. Um, really good verse that I like to hang on to. Um, Mark 6. I just want to get it right. Mark 6, 30 and 31. Um, I think you can even go to 32. The Bible says the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going, 
that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. I love when Jesus is calling us to himself for a rest that you cannot attain anywhere else. And that verse, that verse um, always sticks with me um, because I do believe that God is calling us to make an impact in our world and make an impact in our locality, you know, like we were talking about earlier. But I also believe that he calls us to do that in balance and he calls us to do that within himself, right? Yes. Um, to, to be abiding within him, um, I think is kind of the, just, I just fall in love with him all over again. Every single time I, I, I just picture this idea of him beckoning us unto himself, um, reestablishing that, that um, divine rest within us. Uh, so I, I kind of lean into that. Um, another, uh, uh, another thing that people can maybe, um, check out, um, there are, there are all sorts of podcasts out there about work life balance. Um, I'm a huge Carrie Newhoff fan. Um, if you don't, um, uh, listen to his podcasts, you may want to, um, I will probably shoot a link over to you, Brad. So maybe you can put it in the, uh, the, the notes for the show that link out to, but he has several podcasts that talk about rest and, and, and work life balance. Um, that has really helped me out. Uh, another one is the liberation project. Uh, if you're a guy, uh, that's a really great podcast that helps to kind of navigate that too. Ladies, you definitely can listen to it as well. Uh, but it is, it's geared towards, uh, males. Uh, so those two, those two podcasts, uh, really helped me out. Uh, with that. And then, um, honestly, besides all of that, Brad, I, I cannot stress enough good, solid friendships. Um, when you have good, solid friendships, those are God given resources for you to air out all of the things that you may have going on. Um, there may be, you may have a friend in your circle right now that's really killing the game on work-life balance and you need to go and have coffee with that person and let them kind of walk you through, um, walk you through their steps and, um, kind of in a tangible, in a tangible face-to-face way. Uh, I rely on my friendships, um, a lot, those that I trust that I feel like God is really speaking to them or speaking through them to me. I use them as a resource and, um, I, I, you know, I know we're not necessarily talking about this, but um, I think good, solid friendships are God's grace to us, especially in these moments, especially when we find ourselves being busy. Friends refresh us. Mm, yes, right? 100%. And that's what you are to me, Miko. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on again. This was a great evening. I wish we could keep on talking uh, for a long time, but I know again like we've been talking about we have lots going on in our schedules (laughs) um thanks again for carving out this time i think this was a really good uh important topic to discuss and so thanks for jumping in and uh and being flexible (laughs) absolutely thanks so much for having me
And thanks again to Miko for coming on the podcast again. I'm so grateful for him and his friendship, and I'm so glad that he was able to carve out the time to talk to me today. Make sure you read the show notes for this episode and check out all the great resources that are linked there. Uh, But that's it for today's episode of Ministry Minded. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you just heard, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at underscore Ministry Minded. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. Uh, Thanks again to Christian Standard Bible for sponsoring this episode and sponsoring this podcast. And thank you, as always, for listening and commenting and subscribing. I'll see you on the next episode. Blessings.